Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the podcast. Today is episode number 643. It is Friday. Woo, woo. You made it to Friday. And speaking of Friday, we're going to be talking about the power of perseverance today. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So uh, I spent a little bit of time a couple of days ago talking about uh, where God is in suffering, and we know that he's with us and he never leaves us because his word declares that this is true. And as believers, we want to hang on to the word of God. That's what we're doing over at MomStrong International, and I want to encourage you to join me over there. Uh, we are growing and growing and growing, uh, and it's wonderful for me to see so many of you subscribing to the Bible study there. Every month, we release a brand new Bible study. It has two, and well, actually has three components to it. The first one, the main one, is uh, called Becoming MomStrong. It's meant for you to do either by yourself or in a group. And I've had a lot of you asking lately, how do you become a MomStrong International leader? It's very simple. We'll put the link at the podcast notes today, but you can apply to be a leader. We want to know a few things about you. Uh, where do you go to church? How do you become a Christian? Those kinds of things. And then uh, we are producing materials that are really ge- geared towards helping you uh, start a MomStrong group, either in your home or in your church. And we're studying the Bible together. We want to be able to rightly divide the word of truth. And so starting on Monday, August 6th, we start a brand new month. Uh, kind of finishing out our summer series, is that really in the Bible? Kind of talking about some things that people say, sometimes they're colloquialisms, you know, things that we say in the culture that we attribute to the Bible, but they're not really in the Bible. Um, And really that's our heart is just to kind of say, let's put this thing in context and say, hey, what does the Bible say about it? Because God has something to say about every issue that that we're dealing with. And I love my friend Ginger Hubbard was on a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about the things that God doesn't address directly, like whining in a child, right? But as we, as we, but we can address it directly because we know what God says about self-control. And so when we hear our children whining, we can say, hey, uh, this is, we, you know, we, we look at it as adults and say, this is a lack of self-control in the life of my little child who's learning how to ask for what they want, but they don't have the self-control to just ask. So they they do it in uh, whining instead. And so that's really the heart behind the podcast. It's the heart behind Mom Strong International. It's to go through the word of God uh, together with you and to help you grow in your relationship with him so that you can be stronger in your mothering, stronger in your marriages, stronger in your families, uh, have a greater impact in your community because it comes from walking in right relationship with the Lord Jesus. So today I'm, we're going to focus a little bit on the power of perseverance again coming out of, I'm, I'm going to be drawing Uh, today from my new book, Prayers for the Battlefield. If you've not yet pre-ordered that, uh, it is now going to be available in an audio format too. I finished recording that a couple of weeks ago. So uh, you can get that probably pretty soon, if not already over at christianaudio.com. And the pre-order phase is happening right now. So this is a great time to order the book and then it will be in your mailbox on the day it releases. So this is an exciting time for us over here at uh, MomStrong International and certainly uh, at the ministry that my husband and I have been pouring our lives into. So we're excited to see what God does with it. So the question really, you know, I want the reason I want to talk about perseverance is because I know for many of you, this has been a hard summer and uh, a beautiful summer. Like the weather's been great, but boy, shoot fire, you guys, if we haven't had a lot of really h- tough things come at us. And I know that sometimes the temptation is there to give up. I mean, certainly the temptation is there with our, with our children. Certainly the temptation sometimes is there in our parenting and we want to just we want to just give up because we're tired and because uh, we feel like you know we've we've earned this break, 
And I want to encourage you not to give up. Now, Deuteronomy 6, verse 6 says, These words I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. And we want to learn what that means. And I'm not saying you can never have a break or that you can't put on, you know, two hours of VeggieTales and just tell your kids, hey, I'll be in my room if you need me. I mean, every time we, you know, every once in a while, we need to get off the battlefield and take a break. But we don't want to stay off the battlefield. We want to stay on the battlefield. And when we feel like our strength is failing us and we're frustrated and we're struggling, we need to remember to come back to the promises of God. And he promises to be to be with us and to never leave us. And one of the saddest passages in the Bible is found in Judges chapter 2, verses 10 to 12. So I'm going to read that to you really quickly, and then we'll just kind of uh, unpack it. After that generation died, another generation grew up who did not acknowledge the Lord or remember the mighty things he had done for Israel. The Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight and served the images of Baal. They abandoned the Lord, the God of their ancestors, who had brought them out of Egypt. They went after other gods, worshiping the gods of the people around them, and they angered the Lord. Well, I I don't know much, but one thing I know for sure is you you don't want to anger the Lord. And this happens over and over and over in the lives of the Israelites. God saved them. They trusted him for a little while. They got comfortable. And then they went back to doing what God had asked them not to do. And they suffered for it. And certainly we've seen that in the United States uh, here with our um, with our acceptance now uh, in our churches, especially of uh, homosexual marriage. We've seen it with our acceptance of abortion, which always baffles me, uh, just that we would kill our, our children and call it choice. It's just, it's amazing to me. And what we're doing, according to the Bible, is we're angering the Lord because God said uh, that these little ones belong to him. That he, God is the author of life, and we know that life begins in the womb, and and that that life belongs to the Lord. We have no right to take it. We are not. We don't take another human life. Why? Because God is the author of life. So, so the Israelites are learning these lessons the hard way, just like we are. And over and over and over again, you see that they they follow God, then they fall away, and they suffer, and they follow God, and they fall away, and they suffer. And it's one of the reasons why I'm always telling you to get involved in the political process, because the Bible says that when uh, righteous people are in leadership, the people flourish, but when the wicked are in power, the people groan. And uh, the Israelites found that out too. So after Joshua and the entire first generation who entered the promised land died, the Bible records that the next generation served false gods. Now, like me, you might be thinking, wait, hold on. God gave them the promised land. He delivered them out of the hand of Pharaoh. He brought them out of the land of Egypt. He showed himself faithful. It rained frogs. Hello? Uh, Though The Israelites had seen the faithfulness of God demonstrated them in literally miraculous ways. So lean in, you guys, because this is important. Verse 10 explains how this could have happened. The parents of this generation, people who had been through so much, people who had seen God's power and knew of his goodness failed in their most important job. They didn't teach their children about the Lord or tell them about the work that he had done for Israel. And the result of their failure to teach their children to love and serve God resulted in unimaginable suffering for generations to come. And you've heard me talk about this on the podcast a million times, but I'm going to say it again. There is a war going on for the hearts and minds of an entire generation right now, and the stakes are high. Our adversary is not going to sit this next one out. He's waiting, the Bible says, like a stealthy lion for a generation to stop declaring the faithfulness of God to their children. And there are lots of ways that we can stop declaring the faithfulness of God. We can stop declaring his faithfulness by simply not obeying his word. 
we can stop declaring his faithfulness by accepting what God says is evil and calling it good. And our children are watching us do that. That's why I wrote prayers for the battlefield is to say, get off the bench, get onto the battlefield. The enemy would love you to sit this one out, but I promise you, he is not going to sit it out. And as we look in the book of Judges, the disobedience of just one generation can set the next generation up for failure. And we're not so unlike the Israelites of old, are we? Look around in the Christian community today. How are we doing at shepherding God's children? Are we holding fast to the authority and unchanging truth that's contained in God's word? Are we making sure to tell the next generation about God's faithfulness? You see, according to the Bible, it only takes one generation to lose the spiritual legacy that needs to be passed on. And lately, I've been thinking a lot about death. Uh, that's one thing that funerals will do. Uh, it, you know, I, you know, we, everybody likes a, a party. We like to celebrate, you know, life and the good things that happen. But when it, when you go to a funeral, it reminds you that you're just here for a little while. And, and mom and dad, I just want to ask you when you're gone from this earth, what's your legacy going to be? Our children are looking to us to shepherd them on the battlefield. And if we fail to instruct them in the ways of God, what we do is we open the door for the enemy to set up camp in our hearts, in our homes, in our churches, in our communities. And I want to encourage you today not to give him the opportunity to do that. The Bible calls us to train up our children in the ways of the Lord, to do everything we can to offer them a cool drink of living water from God's word. We're called to take up our weapons daily, starting with prayer. So precious parents, pray for your children. Pray for them by name. Tell them the story of God's unending faithfulness and then entrust them to the Lord. Because while God doesn't promise that our children will choose to follow him, he does promise that there is a blessing in obedience. And like the Israelites, we are not responsible for the outcome. We're responsible to walk in obedience and leave the results up to God. There's power in understanding that the results are left up to God. And I think it helps to keep us on the battlefield. Certainly it has been, um, it, that's, what, that's what encourages me. I just know, Lord, I'm called to obey you. I'm called to pray for my children. And as your children get older, certainly, you know, our first little, our first little batch, our first little batch of children, our first batch, they're grown now. And um, I find that I pray more for them now than I ever did because I want them to walk in right relationship with God. And I realize that my role in their lives and their dad's role has really changed from being one of parenting them and shepherding them to coaching and praying for them. And that is, uh, that is a very, can be a very hard place to be because you recognize you got no control, absolutely none. You can't look at your 21 year old and say, hey, you're grounded. And uh, we wanna pray for our children. And it starts young. And so I don't want you to be discouraged if you're looking around at your life right now and you're like, I haven't been doing that. Don't be discouraged. Don't let the enemy lie to you. Instead, start doing it. Start praying for your children. So I'm going to end uh, this podcast today, this Friday, by just praying for you. I'm going to read a prayer out of Prayers for the Battlefield. Each one of the devotions that are in Prayers for the Battlefield addresses a particular uh, topic and a particular, uh, sometimes a particular struggle. And I always end the the uh, the devotion part of it with a prayer, partly because I want to pray for you, but partly because I want to teach you uh, how to pray scripture. So uh, let's go ahead and I'm going to read this prayer out of prayers for the battlefield and we'll close out today's podcast. I want my children to walk with you, Lord. I know these precious children of mine are gifts from you. They are blessings, arrows in your hand. Thank you for entrusting them to me. Honestly, there are days when I just don't care if I train them or not. 
Sometimes the sheer demands of parenting get the best of me, and I don't pick up my Bible for days or weeks or even months. I neglect to set aside time to teach my children about you leaving that responsibility up to my pastor or Sunday school teachers, but I see now that this is sin. Please forgive me, Father, for not recognizing who is behind the temptation to put you last. I know that the enemy has his eye on the target, which is the next generation. Like the Israelites, I often forget about the blessings you've given me in the past. When my life is easy, I all too quickly forget about you. Lord, I don't want to forget. Please help me be consistent and joyful in remembering you in my own life and instructing my children in your ways. I want to teach your commands diligently to my children, to talk about them when we sit at home and when we walk along the road, when we go to bed, and when we wake up. I recognize that I'm responsible for teaching my children about you, Father God, not my pastor, not their teachers, me. So Lord, give me a pressing desire to see my children walk with you. Help me to lift them to you by name every day. Lord, I pray that you'll help me to set a godly example for my family and for those in my community. Help me to love you, Lord, with all my heart, all my soul, all my mind, and all my strength. Help me to keep your commands always before me. I pray for this generation of parents as we face lies on the battlefield of the human heart like never before. Make us bold so that we can see the truth and then speak that truth in love, passing it on to our children. Thank you that you will never leave us or forsake us as we do this important work. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to just encourage you as you think about uh, how you're raising your children and the legacy that you're passing on to them, that God has good things in store for you. Learn to pray his word, pray over your children. Don't let the enemy trick you into thinking it's not important or something else uh, needs to be done first. Uh, Spend that time in the word with your children. Part of what we're doing over at MomStrong International includes a little component called KidStrong, so it will help you get your kids in the Bible. You can also join my free scripture writing community over there. Just join us at MomStrongInternational.com, and uh, and you can download the scripture writing plan. We write it every month, kind of uh, in cooperation with the Bible study that we're writing. We're going to be studying some really awesome things in the fall. We're going to tackle the issue of lordship and what it means uh, to walk in right relationship with the Lord. We're going to tackle loneliness. Uh, We're going to be talking about marriage. We're going to be talking about intimacy. We're going to be talking about parenting. So we've got a great fall and a great spring lined up for you. Uh, believe it or not, I have written another book that's coming out in March of next year called Bible Promises for Moms. So we're sort of springboarding off of what we've been doing here at the podcast and over at MomStrong International and just trying to encourage you in your walk with God. Really quickly before I go today, I wanted to let you know, if you haven't checked out my schedule, uh, please do that. You can find that at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events, but I will be at Prairie Lakes Women's Conference in Iowa on the 24th and 25th of this month. So I don't normally speak in the month of August, but this was a really special event. I'm really excited to be doing it. And so um, I hope that you guys will see me there. If you're listening and you're in that neck of the woods, grab a friend and bring them. I don't think it's too late uh, to join us. Also, for those of you who are in the Portland, Vancouver area, we are getting ready to register for fall classes at the Firmly Planted Homeschool Resource Center. So uh, there, it's an amazing lineup of classes that are happening there uh, this fall. So we are super excited about that. You can learn more about that ministry at FPHRC, Firmly Planted Homeschool Resource Center, FPHRC. 
org. If you have been encouraged by this ministry, we would be encouraged by your giving. It is your giving and your prayers that sustains this ministry. Uh, you can uh, give online or you can give uh, by sending a check to us at Firmly Planted Family. That is the nonprofit organization. That's sort of the nonprofit arm of this podcast. And that address is 11100 Northeast 34th Circle, Vancouver, Washington, 98682. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. I appreciate you sharing this podcast and I hope you have a fantastic weekend. I will see you back here answering a question from a listener, Mailbox Monday on the 6th. Thanks a lot for tuning in. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.